Kinship Tales Studios. I never feel more alive than when I'm on a boat. It has always been a haven to be on the water. The wind in my face and waves at my feet make me feel more grounded than anything else. I set out to explore this feeling and why I was lucky enough to discover it when we hit a wrinkle in our plans and another sensation rose to the surface. A darkness hung over our trip. But first, we must cast off. What comes to mind when you think of boating with the O'Larrys? Lots of packing and a lot of hurry up and wait times where we're just constantly rushing to try and launch off or we're packing things furiously and then all of a sudden we're just sitting and doing nothing. Wrap it around the silver part one more time. No, no, the, just the silver part down below. below. Okay. Yeah. And then come up around that top thing. And then into the gray no. thing? Yeah, go around that, like you did the first time, and now go around the rubber. Perfect. And then give it a tug. I have been boating for longer than I can remember. My parents took my brother, sister, and I out on the Puget Sound before we could walk. Their first overnight trip had my sister Bridget's bassinet hanging from the boom of a little 20-foot sailboat. But once I came along, gently rocking wasn't enough. Stuffed up in the <laughs> little place underneath the cockpit. Come right in underneath this And thing. she was in diapers. <laughs> I was breastfeeding her. That was crazy. <laughs> Is that when you had Kelly hanging? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kelly hanging no, Bridget. Because I wasn't born at that she point. Was, she yeah. was, Bridget was just like yeah, three or four just, months old. We'd hang old a bassinet off the boom. It worked good. Yeah, we just swing it at night. But then eventually you did the same thing with me, right? Hmm? Eventually I hung from a boom as well. No, you hung from that <laughs> and swung your legs. I mean, <laughs> no, you weren't that old. But you, your whole goal on the sailboat was to get in the water. Yeah. You were trying to climb over the side, and oh my god, three kids, it was just too much. (laughs) So we had to stop. We couldn't keep track of everybody. My parents asked if we wanted to tag along while they checked out how well their newly cleaned prop was working. So naturally, I jumped at the chance. I often get seasick on these trips, so I was a bit trepidatious about going, but excited at the same time. We packed our lunch and gear onto the boat, and while Susan and Mike got the boat ready, we were distracted by something much less productive. Right under the edge of the dock is a riot of life. Anemones, tube worms, sea urchins, barnacles, mussels, sea stars, all right under our feet. See that orange thing? It almost is growing like a, almost like a mold. Oh, it's so squishy. (laughs) I'm immensely impressed that so much life can survive in a harbor. With soaps, detergents, oil, fuel, and who knows what else in the water, life can still flourish. Oh, I see a tiny little crab on it, way down at the bottom. I don't think you'll be able to pick it up. Is that a... 
There's a sea in it, an enemy growing in a shell of a dead clam. That's pretty cool. Ooh, that does look like coral. It's purple and branching. It's gotta be a type of coral. It's like a soft coral right in here. And this is just on the dock, and it's just amazing. We had to leave the creatures to their filter feeding and set sail. Another traffic? Nothing? Nothing? Nobody coming? Nope. All right, let's give it a little nudge out here, see how we do. Tell me when. We had to motor out of the harbor before we could reach the winds on the sound. But soon enough, we were sailing. Sailing is a complex dance. Pulling, raising, locking, shifting. A little left, Kelly. Turning off the engine and powering our vessel only with wind is amazing. All right. Get out of the engine noise. Let's turn on some music. You have to feel the wind, how it tugs on the sails, causing a change in pressure on the rudder. My best strategy is to follow my dad's instructions. Okay, we could. Uh... Pull out the headsail, Brian. You can go to work on that if you want to, or do you take it? Oh, sure. You work on that. Once we had a solid heading, we sat down for lunch. Brian and I asked about my family's boating, and I learned a history that I didn't expect. Yeah, when, when, when did you guys want to? I just have never known. I, my family have, didn't have tons of great memories, but some of them, <laughs> or most of them, were on a boat. Because mm. my dad, he liked to fish, my stepdad, and... It was just a time we, everybody had fun. Our familial passion for boating came from my mom wanting to extend a tradition from her childhood. It makes me really happy to know this. It adds a deeper level of appreciation. She even inspired my parents sailing and perhaps my dad's favorite hobby. I was working at this office and uh, someone came in and handed me a flyer and it was to, for Valentine's Day, you could pay, I can't remember how much it was, $100 for a couple, maybe, which would have been for us at that time a lot of money. But, and then you go sail across the sound and back and then go out to dinner. Mm. And mm. so I signed us up to do that for him for Valentine's Day. And then immediately he signed up for lessons from the place that it was a come on to join this sailing club and he immediately signed up for lessons while we were enjoying our time that darkness i mentioned was growing deeper our view was obstructed in 360 degrees by smoke no downtown seattle skyline no rainier we could see the shore but all around we saw gray yellow smoke 
Meanwhile, the town we moved away from in California was suffering a heat wave of 110 degree days while they prepared for another dangerous fire season. We had lived through several, fleeing our home in the middle of the night, seeing our school become a home for evacuees. Two years ago, we were so covered in smoke that the streetlights turned on at one in the afternoon. It was that dark. Here we had moved to the rainy Pacific Northwest, and yet we were still surrounded by smoke. Out of that haze of smoke loomed a cruise ship. As this monstrous altar to pleasure plowed in front of our boat, belching black clouds that quickly blended with the carbon in the sky, my mind turned inward. I began to feel the swirl of emotions that has become a frequent companion. Anger, grief, fear. All at what I have done, what others have done, what we may or may not do. The air felt thicker, the Puget Sound too small. But then... I remembered Dora's words. That morning, I listened to a guided meditation by Dora on Headspace. No sponsorship here. We are just big fans of their service. This meditation was titled Holding Opposing Emotions. It was designed to help us humans as we deal with the contradictory nature of our experiences. We were enjoying the beautiful scenery and we were surrounded by smoke. We rolled our eyes at the pleasure barge while we rested in a boat for pleasure. We are starting a business to build our future, and we fear what that future may hold. As Dora explains, human experience is not meant to be lived in absolutes, in which we can only feel one thing at a time. We also cannot force an emotion to go away, despite how much we try to fight it or run from it. No matter how much we might judge ourselves for our feelings, all that we feel is a part of us. However, all those feelings are just parts. By sitting with feelings, they lose their venom. By accepting and embracing dark emotions along with the light, we can expand our capacity for emotion and develop emotional resilience. In the meditation, Dora uses an affirmation to reinforce this understanding. I can be angry, but hopeful. It's okay to be both, I allow myself to be both. We can view the excesses of others with compassion while redoubling our resolve to make planet-safe choices. We can be angry at the decisions of the past while we celebrate the beauty of our present. The fear, anger, and grief I felt when I looked at the gray horizon and its reminder of the specter of the climate crisis does not need to diminish the joy and love I feel when I'm on the water with my family. It's okay to be both. I allow myself to be both. <laughs> Having fun? Ramming speed, Kelly. Ramming speed. We did our hookout. We start to pull up these thing, and these people were like, "What are you doing? <laughs> Stealing our crap on me!" Oh, sorry. I thought it was a fun. Patrick and rowed him to shore, and it was. 
at least 200 yards from the boat, I think, you know, a long way. And then he's, he was, he was four. He was four. And then left him on the shore alone. <laughs> Any reason? Yeah, because he had to come back to me and Oh! We couldn't all fit in the dinghy, it was too small. <laughs> so that was safe. You gotta, yeah. you gotta sit here and wait and just watch me go back. <laughs> Without you, I am just a broken man. That, that's the windmark, my famous statement. It's, this is just the same old shit, only harder. <laughs> oh, is that on the recording now? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're going to use like two minutes of it. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. That's in for sure. <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next Friday.